Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I just want to welcome you back to this episode. My beloved is here, and uh, we're ready to get into the word, so we hope you are too. Welcome, honey. Thank you for having me, honey, honey. Thanks for being here. Um, today's episode is called um, Prophetic Declarations of Jesus' Missions, um, Mission, Leaving the 99. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get started, let's just take a moment and open up in prayer. Father, we love you and we thank you. And if we are holding odd in our heart about anything or against anyone, Lord Jesus, we just lay it at your feet. And we ask you to forgive us of our sins as we forgive others. And we ask you, Lord, to cleanse our conscience from dead works and help us to focus on you and not be distracted by anything, Lord, um, great or small. And also to remember to walk in your love, Jesus Christ. And We rebuke and we bind seeds of bitterness that would try to find their place in our hearts and take root in our beings in an effort to, in an attempt to derail us and to um, cause us to veer from and, and sway away from the track that you've set us on, Lord. Help us finish this course. Help us run the race that you've set before us and help us live the life and walk in the life that is pleasing to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your clarity on your word and your clarification of all things and that you teach us. We love you, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. And we just worship you in the almighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. So we are going to start by covering um, a couple of, um, or actually just one tool that I wanted to tell you about. Um, the Blue Letter Bible has an app. Um, so if you go to your the app store, if you have a smartphone, um, this is the same Blue Letter Bible that we talked about previously that you can go online and you can look up, you know, words in the original Greek and Hebrew and get a little bit more clarification and understanding of the Word of God. There is also an app that you can use on your phone. Um, I have the app downloaded and one of the things that I found out is that you can um, set it up. You can pick your Bible um, translation preference, but then you can also choose a, a secondary or a parallel Bible to set up with it as well under the My Bibles um, section of the menu. Just click on that and then it'll let you pick your primary and then the parallel version. Um, I like the New King James Version and my beloved, you like the the um, NASB 95 version. Yes. I mean, I use pretty much most of them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Those are my two go-tos, whether it's an NASB, New American Standard Bible, mm-hmm. the 1995 version. But I do also use the New King James very frequently. So. Okay. Well, awesome. But I have those two for my particular app. So while you're going along with us, um, it may benefit you to set up those two as your your options, your uh, primary and um, parallel, or you can choose um, your preference as your primary and then maybe add one of these other two to your parallel. So that way, when we read the scriptures, um, you're able to read along with us and see, um, you know, just see what we're reading mm-hmm. in our particular translation of the Bible and compare it with what your Bible says or your translation says. Just a little helpful tool. Um, 
wanted to share with you. So, okay, our springboard scriptures um, today that we're going to focus on. And if you have the the map, we are still on the portion of the map that um, says prophetic declaration of Jesus's mission. And we're down at the the last um, bullet point or the bottom section where it lists um, Matthew 18, 12, Luke 15, 4 through 7, and then Hebrews 13, 5. So we're just going to take a moment and read those, and then we'll get in get into the lesson. You just want the one verse, or you want the, the section? Um, you Probably can, the section? Uh, whatever you the Lord is putting on your heart, right. darling, you just go for let's, it. Let's read the section. So this, we're going to start in Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14. It says, What do you think? If any man has a hundred sheep, and one of them has gone astray, Does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search for the one that is straying? If it turns out that he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine which have not gone astray. So it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish. And now for Luke 15, 4 through 7. says, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one who has, which is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And then lastly, Hebrews 13, verse 5. We're told to make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Amen. Thank you, honey. Did you have any thoughts that you wanted to start us off with on that section? <laughs> well, I did, yes. Mm. So oftentimes we've, uh, I think many have heard this, these sections of scripture and we have misunderstood what was being said. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's, that's going to be a, a bold statement for many mm-hmm. because we often, again, this goes back to the misperception that the Lord's plan is about us, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So in that mindset, yes, the Lord left everybody and came just for me. Now, he did come for me, but that's not what's being said here. Mm-hmm. What's being said here is, to, to get a full understanding, he did leave his home. He left the heavenly community mm-hmm. and the, well, all the us spiritual beings in our glorified state that have made our choice for that the Lord is our God and we are his people, right? That have been refined, made the choice and been, um, I'll say not remitted, but, um, returned, have returned to the heavenly community. Mm -hmm. And he came for us. You are included in the us. I am included in the us. Mm Mm-hmm. But we are that one sheep, right? As, as it says here, just in the first one in Matthew, right? 
He has left them on the mountain. And we talked about this in the prophetic declaration of Jesus' mission, how he left his abode, right? His father and mother to go cling to his wife, right? In the prophetic declaration. Back well, to talking Genesis. About, mm-hmm. Yes. Lee, it also is in Revelation, we're talking about the new Jerusalem on the mountain that he left and came for us. We are that, that one sheep that was lost. Those that are here on the earth making their choice and their decision for the Lord. We are the one. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've, we've taken these scriptures. Um, and I think Luke 15 really captures that um, to talk. You said this in um, maybe one of the last two um, podcasts that Jesus preached the kingdom. Amen. He was talking about kingdom, laws, ways, principles, life, Absolutely. Um, reasons of the Father. That's what Jesus was always talking about and always focusing on. And he was able to connect through the varying layers. We remember we talked about the manifold wisdom of God, but he was always talking kingdom and not simply natural things. So when we take and misplace his focus and his objective, then we, we get off kilter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the something we don't think about, and this is just kind of the way the Lord explained it to me, Jesus is the foundation, right? So we, we think about building a house, Christ is the foundation, he's the chief cornerstone, right? And we're building our house on Christ. Amen. But if the ground that you place your foundation on is faulty or mm. ill-prepared, if there's a sinkhole underneath it, or it's on a, a slope and it hasn't been leveled out, what kind of house will you be building? You may lay a wonderful foundation, but if the ground underneath it isn't prepared right, what's going to happen to the house that you build on top of it? And even the foundation that you're trying to lay, it won't hold up, mm-hmm. right? So Christ is always the foundation that we lay. But, and with that, we also have to put on the mind of Christ, which means the same mind that was in Jesus Christ, his perspective, his thoughts, his ways, his understanding, his focus has to become ours not lower down to our standard or metric, but we have to make it and receive it as this is the same thing that I need to be focused on. This is my heart, my desire, my focus, my standard, my metric, because this is what's in my Lord and Savior. So when we've taken this and said, well, God is, we perceive this 99 to be Christians on the earth. And that doesn't hold water because we looked at Hebrews where he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, if we look at that in just plain terms, Jesus isn't going to walk away from me because you need salvation, or he's not going to leave you because I need salvation. That would mean he violated his own word, which was an impossibility because he's not a man that he should lie, right? But then also he says, well, yes, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but let's also recognize that he holds his word above his very name. Exactly. And everything he says, <laughs> he's always telling the truth. Amen. And he is not a, he's not a liar. So if, if we leave it in those terms, it seems like the word of God has holes. And it seems like the word of God is missing pieces. There are and gaps. Exactly. Gaps. But there in the are word no gaps. But in reality, there are none. It's just our focus has been off and our, our misunderstanding has, inhi- has hindered us from moving forward and having full strength. And then also it's 
um, because we misunderstood, we didn't have a good place to lay that foundation of Christ mm-hmm. in us so that it would stand and remain and be strong um, when it came to the face of, you know, the adversary coming with his attacks. He's perfectly fine with us being off target with our understanding and misunderstanding the word of God because he's like, I can take advantage. Exactly. But God is saying it's, I want my people to get in line. I want them to get the truth and know the truth so that they're able to stand, really stand, not just have a, a shell of standing, you know, like a, um, I I always call it a cardboard cutout, but a fake (laughs) version of standing. He wants reality and he wants us to have strength. So, the 99 here really does represent the bulk of the heavenly community. Remember, we talked about there are a myriad of beings in the heavenly community, mm-hmm. all the, the different um, creatures that are there, you know, that belongs to the Lord. That have already but, made their choice and come through the earth. Exactly. And, and ones that have not yet come. Exactly. And, but it's also the angels that already made their choice for mm-hmm. Jesus whatever their their stance, you know, whatever their um, physical appearance is, I mean, um, they've already said, we're on God's side. Amen. And um, then those humans that have, that have already made their choice while they were here in the choosing ground and then were rejoined through putting off their natural flesh, or some were translated like Elijah um, and Enoch, Enoch, you know, right? yes. they are there in that heavenly community. And we read um, last week in Revelation where the Apostle John fell down to worship at someone's feet. And he said, nope, I'm of your fellow servants. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the saints. Please don't do that. Make sure you don't do that. Worship God. Um, so there are those of us that have already gone back and are rejoined to the heavenly community. But that represents the 99. And we, the humans that are still, you know, that would come in through the earth. Mm-hmm. that's the one though the, the human people that look whatever we were before then and god knows and we'll be like that again when we're restored that's what the word already says um that's the one that he said okay i'm going to step away from heaven and you you think about that and you let holy spirit minister to you i'm going to put off my 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 godliness um in the way of being god right and that mm-hmm. was um philippians I may have said Ephesians in a previous episode, but that's Philippians. Let's take a look at that real quick and see what the Lord um, actually said. So I don't want to just quote it to you. Uh, let's see. Philippians 2. Uh, let's read verses um, 6 through 11. It says, who being in the form of God, this is talking about Christ, Jesus, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he was in the same form and likeness as God, and he took, put that aside, he laid that aside, put on human flesh, and came to pursue this one this one being kind of being in the earth to provide an opportunity for us to make our choice to the father through his blood. 
and have an opportunity to be reconciled to the father. So now when we look at it in those terms, okay, God is omnipresent, right? And Jesus said that he is one with each of us. So that really helps us frame and understand what God is all about and that Jesus has actually been prophesied long before it came to the prophecies that we readily think about, like in Isaiah, for example, about the virgin birth, or um, I believe that's Isaiah, um, or yes. or anywhere else in scripture talking in the, the Psalms where David was prophesying about the Lord. God started talking about the mission that Jesus would have from the beginning because that was the plan of reconciliation for the entire heavenly community to bring the fullness and the restoration of the bride of Christ. And we've already talked about who that is. That's both the place and all the people that belong there um, back together. That's what God's big focus is. And, you know, just something in our hearts so we can understand this as well. When we take the perspective of God is just going to come for me, Jesus is, you know, and he's going to mm-hmm. leave everybody else in the, the natural people that are still on the earth to come to find me because I'm lost. It's really crucifying Christ again openly. And you might go, oh, come on, Kamisha, you're being, you know, you're taking that too far. But no, (laughs) that's really what that is. And even though we don't mean it to be that, and it's not malicious or um, in any way, an attempt on on our part to be um, wrong or, you know, do anything wrong against God, it doesn't change the fact that thinking in that way leaves an opening for the adversary to twist other things concerning the word of God and keep us from reaching our full potential as far as who we are designed and called to be in Christ Jesus. So we're going to look a little bit further at some more scripture, um, just so we can understand that he died once, that's he, Christ Jesus, died once for all, not separate trips or crucifixion for each individual soul that was lost. And if we took those scriptures in that particular light that we started with Matthew 18 and Luke 15, if we took that to mean Jesus is going to leave you or the rest of the church to come find me because you are already saved and you don't need him anymore, then we're actually asking for a separate event for us than what Christ has already done. And the scripture tells us um, distinctively, we should not do that. Absolutely. (laughs) So are we ready for for the next part? Sure. Romans chapter five, excuse me, Romans five. I'm going to start in verse six and read through verse 21. Okay. It says, for while we were still helpless, At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God himself demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, 
For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the earth, or excuse me, through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression, resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions, resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. For as though the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. You have any thoughts you want to share about that, honey? There, oh yes. There's a there's a ton. <laughs> but when we understand, when we begin to understand what we're talking about, how Jesus came once mm-hmm. for all, mm-hmm. right? He he's not continually leaving you to come and to my aid, mm-hmm. and he's not continually leaving me to go to someone else's aid, right? We can and and just understanding he left his heavenly abode, the ninety nine, yep. to come here. Mm-hmm. It will help understand more when he keeps speaking throughout Scripture about a remnant. There's already a remnant here, right? When you come, when you look at the, there's the ninety nine, and then he left for the one. Well, a one is a remnant. Right. And, and and I bring this up because you were talking about we all have this or many have had this this mindset of like we're the one. If if I was the only one, mm-hmm. the Lord would, would have come. And yes, he would have. Mm-hmm. But Elijah himself had that same mentality, right? Like <laughs> I'm the only one, Lord. The only one left. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh and, and this is Paul writes about this in, in Romans eleven, right? <laughs> and this is uh Verse 4, says, And what was the divine reply to him? I have reserved from myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal or Baal. Mm-hmm. In the same way, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. So, hey, guess what? If you've made the choice for Christ, and if you're remaining, that's you. You are part of the remnant here Amen. on the earth. Amen. And even in that example, God didn't forsake the 7,000 in the cave for Elijah. Exactly. He was able to minister to all of them. He was able to to take care of it. He didn't have to go, hey, you guys, sorry, there's only one of me. You know, I can only (laughs) do a little bit. 
here I, here I am. So when Christ was in his natural body, he said, hey, it's better for you that I go because mm-hmm. then the Holy Spirit can come and he will be with you and in you and on you. And understanding that, the Lord, he did understand the natural limitations of his, his physical body but he didn't break fellowship with his disciples because someone else was lost that that's not right he he didn't abandon them he didn't leave them without a comforter none of that so really understanding and you know even if you look at luke 15 with now that we've brought it to your attention and you go it's saying it right there um (laughs) in verse 7 i say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So they're not slapping each other high fives because of the angels circling around the throne going, holy, holy, holy. That's great. They should be there. That's wonderful. But they're looking down here, that great cloud of witnesses. They're watching us and looking for every one of these, our brothers and sisters that goes, yes, Lord, I'm yours. I choose Uh you. And they're high fiving over another brother or sister being re um, reconciled to the kingdom. Amen the heavenly community and they're that's what they're celebrating over not just that one human out of a bunch of sinners got saved and leaving it in those plain terms they're going nope that's our kindred we're we and and when they're looking in the spirit they know those who belong to them they know they can see that we are already predestined we're called by god they already know that and we're they're just waiting for the moment that we go oh aha finally i don't want to step into the destiny track and move forward, just like Jesus did, to fulfill the destiny set before him. Only you for your, the destiny track the Lord set for you. Exactly. And we're just going to take a moment and run through some some other scriptures really quickly just to get this um, taken care of. Let's go to Romans 6. Um, and we're just going to look at verse 10. Are you ready? Sure to get there. Yep, go for it, honey. It says, For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Amen. Um, can you take us to Hebrews 7, um, 27? I can. 7, 27. I've got that one. Okay. Um, who does not need daily as those, um, this is talking about the the high priest. I'll, I'll, re, I'll go back to 26 so it makes sense. For such a high person, a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. Who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Amen. So again, talking about Jesus's sacrifice, he came and put on flesh and and lived a sinless life and died for everybody one time. He's not doing separate events for each individual person. Let's go to Hebrews 9:12 and read that. Um not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. And we're just going to keep looking at these examples. Um, we've got just a couple more. Hebrews 10, 10. Uh-huh. By this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. 
Amen. And then the last one is Jude 1, 3. And I have that. It says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Amen. Amen. So we just, we see there and we are aligning our perspective to look at things the way the Lord does. Um, And I believe if you go back to um, Romans 10, it also talks about who will say, um, let me just go read that. I got it. Uh, Romans 10, beginning in verse 6, but it's 6 through 13. Mm -hmm. But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there are no distinct distinction, there is no distinction, between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. So again, not asking for a separate encounter or a separate shedding of blood for us because we're lost. That That's not right or consistent with the word of God. But remembering what he's already done, and, and there's a reason that he died. He came into the earth at the time that he did. He didn't come right after Adam sinned. He didn't come before Adam sinned. I mean, most of us would go, oh, why didn't you just do it right there, Lord, and then we all be okay. <laughs> no, because there was a plan of purification oh, no. that God already knew was happening. So the Lord planted him all but right in the middle. <laughs> I mean, like, so that the people that were behind would be able to have an opportunity and the people that were come still to come would have an opportunity Absolutely. to choose him and that his blood would take care of everyone. So I hope that you were blessed, honey. Did you have any um, final words that you wanted to share this uh, evening? Well, I'll just say, I, I hope people recognize where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. And you are a part, if you've chosen the Lord, and, and I would want to believe that you have. If mm-hmm. you're at this point in this, the basic training, you know, uh, green team prep portion, you know, boot camp, mm-hmm. you know, aspect of this this course, mm-hmm. that you have chosen the Lord. But if you if you have not yet, don't delay. Don't Make delay. the choice and become a part of the remnant. Mm-hmm. Be consistent and amen. And And grow and move forward in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to send some encouragement your way. You know, one of the things about basic training is that it is not only a training of concepts, information, and ideas, but it's also a physical training as well. There is. And there are moments that will challenge you. Now, I've never been to basic training myself. My beloved (laughs) has. I've never been served in the military. I've always served alongside the military, though. Um, but any kind of physical activity, even if you are like to run races or do anything, there's always going to be an opportunity to quit. There's always mm-hmm. going to come a time where it seems like this is too hard. Is it worth it? 
um, you know, maybe I'd rather just hold on to these ideas that there's, I already there's gonna had. There's going to be things that challenge you. Mm-hmm. And what challenges you, what areas or things challenge you may not be a challenge for someone else. Mm-hmm. Don't and vice get versa. discouraged. Yeah, and vice versa. There are things that you might find easy that other people are challenged with. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's neither here nor there that what someone else is challenged with, you know, that kind of thing. Don't compare yourself amongst anybody else, but look at you. And if you're feeling like this is too much, if you're feeling like it's taking too long, if you're feeling like um, maybe it's turning over too many ideas that you thought were sacred or valuable or, you know, um, because now you're learning something new and it, you're questioning and you're pondering, should I quit? I would encourage you to to grab a hold of Jesus, <laughs> grab a hold of the Holy Spirit, Amen. and and ask Him what His thoughts are, um, and then I'd I'd say press past it. That that's always the way. Not past the, the Holy way. Spirit. Not past, past the Holy Spirit, thoughts. but the the willing the desire to quit. Amen. Because it's not coming for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody that goes to a race, and the Apostle Paul talks about this. You know, any nobody that goes to the race doesn't prepare and doesn't finish the race because you don't get any reward if you don't finish the race. Um, But realize that that's normal. That, that feeling like this is too hard. It's taking too long, you know, things of that nature, but check in with Holy spirit and get his thoughts about it and listen to what he's saying to you. If he's telling you to keep going and to persevere, we're encouraging you to keep going and persevere. Um, you know, if he's saying it's not for you, hey, glory to God, we honor that. The Holy Spirit is welcome to say whatever he wants to say. Absolutely. Um, and we we bless you and we, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ and we love you. Um, but I have a feeling that the Lord is going to tell <laughs> you to keep going. <laughs> yes. So that sense, because as we were talking about choice, even what we read about in Romans 11, right? Mm-hmm. With the remnant. At the present time is a remnant chosen by grace. That means... The Lord called you, but he also chose you to be here on the earth at this exact time and moment and place in time and history mm-hmm. for the purposes and the destiny track that he set out for you. Mm-hmm. So now the destiny track's not guaranteed, mm-hmm. right? Just like winning the race is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It takes dedication. It takes consistency mm-hmm. pressing on in the Absolutely. Lord. Absolutely. So I want to encourage you to do so. Amen. And as always, we love you and we're so glad you're here with us and we're looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for joining us and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.